It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Bear With Us Podcast. Uh, can we can we add girl? I mean, we aren't all manly like you. Okay, okay. How's this? This is Bear With Us, girl. No, no, no. More like girl. Like a glitter bear. This is Bear With Us, girl. Perfect. This is Bear With Us, girl, where we stir the honeypot with hot topics, body issues, the adult industry. Fashion, news, pop culture, pup culture, and more. From the bear perspective. Or by the community. I can barely stand it. Get it? You're unbearable. Oh my god. Uh Teddy Bear, are you feeling okay? What do you mean? I mean you have sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> it's fall and I finally get to wear fall fashion. Ah, this is like my season because I can wear the layers that I always wear, but now it makes sense. <laughs> It's actually funny. I've been wearing more sleeves lately or more big baggy clothes um, because the bigger I get like from working out, the less I actually want to show it off. It's funny. That is so weird. Where does that come from? I think it's because since I like obviously I get it in, in my work be naked all the time. When I get to wear clothes now, like I want oh. them big. I want them baggy. I'm not trying to show off my muscles because you can already see that. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I don't need a tight T-shirt anymore. They just end up getting tight anyways. Because um, I've actually I've gone up in sizes like in two months. Wow. I don't know if I, t- I don't know if I told you, but I got a personal trainer. You did? Yeah. I didn't think that you needed one because like your body is like perfect. But the thing is, like, I wanted to go to a level that I wanted a trainer who actually was knowledgeable. I wanted somebody who you know went to school for it who can teach me things about my body that like I didn't know. And it made such a difference. Like I literally will t- tell anybody, if you can afford it, get a personal trainer. It's more important than like, you know, tons of guys are like, oh, I'm going to do steroids and all this stuff. Use the money that you would have used for that and go get a trainer. Because somebody who, you know, went to school for this, who can also watch your body and grow and tell it how to grow in certain ways that make each one grow together will make such a difference. I mean, I know it's funny coming from me, but uh, my best shape of my life was when I had a personal trainer and I would do it three times a week. Um, and it just kept me responsible. It kept me like, I didn't want to cancel because I had already paid for it. You, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I was in the best shape of my life for like six months, but I just I schedule and all that, you know, excuse, excuse. And then I started drinking with my personal trainer on the weekends and that was bad because okay, then yeah, like- but- 
No. And, and honestly, for me, it's become my therapy in a sense, just for the fact that like, I'm really busy now. Like, yeah. you know, it's hard to reach me now and that's great and all, but like my break from life and working and thoughts and everything has become my training session because it's literally a moment where I can mentally check out because my body is being forced to. Yeah. Because when you're doing something that your body is like, I'm about to die doing this. I'm sweating. It's just so intense. You're not thinking of X, Y, and Z that you need to do today. You're not thinking about, you know, if you had to fight or somebody, you're literally just thinking about breathing, which is so, actually and, meditation. You, I was just going to say, it becomes your meditation. It becomes that hour or two hours where all you have to do is just focus on your body and like yourself. So, but the gay in me, uh, not physically but the gay in me <laughs> uh, what's no do you have like a hot personal trainer did that i mean yeah i mean a girl okay my personal trainer is also another only fan star oh okay just because also too and like he I mean, he's even made this comment too a personal trainer should look like what you want to either accomplish or go even past and oh, okay and not to like not to throw them under the bus but like there are certain trainers where you see them and you're like do you know what you're talking about? Because you don't seem like you do. Or I see you posting how much you're drinking that weekend. Or, you know what I mean? Where you're like, are you, are you going to talk the talk and walk the walk? Okay, okay. I guess this brings us to our first hot topic. And just for everybody to know, today we're only doing hot topics, which is fun. Um, so, hot topics. So, like, um, some of the best voice teachers I've ever had cannot sing a note in their life. Some of the best acting teachers I've ever had have never made it to stardom, whatever. So wouldn't that carry over like personal trainer? Like if, do they have to be big and buff and totally whatever, as long well, as they're knowledgeable and know how to do the exercises? I would say yes and no. Um, it's just a little bit strange to be a personal trainer and not also be into health and fitness. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know a few doctors in the West Hollywood area that uh, partake in a few substances uh, that they should not be. And they're lead doctors. They're surgeons, by the way, which is scary. But it's like they're well, top in their field and they're they're doing. And I'm not even just talking about. The like popular drugs, I'm talking about like, girl, crack is whack. I mean, I remember my, my mom used to tell me she she was like. She's like, it always fascinates me the amount of doctors I know that are smokers. Yes, or they're like, they overeat. And well, in West Hollywood, they're they're sniffing and poking. And... Oh. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm just going to ask, spill the tea. Have you have you had physical relations with your trainer? Um, no, we haven't filmed yet. Um, oh. But again, like that's, filming is just filming for me. So it's, oh. it's nothing like, ooh, scandalous or anything. Like, that's yeah. Just but you don't think it would like change the dynamic no. at all? It doesn't no. change the dynamic with anybody in my life as long as like they do it for work. It oh, only... and like they don't have feelings. Yeah, exactly. Like if it if it's like I I have a thing where I, especially if somebody's like new to OnlyFans, um, I'll kind of wait to see if I'm going to film with them only for the fact that some guys I've noticed have started OnlyFans as a way to try and date OnlyFans stars. What? Not as like a manipulative way, but like as a way and like they know that like, all right, I'm going to have to end up doing this anyways. 
And you can kind of see that, like, their impression of the first time you feel together is kind of like a first date. Oh, and they catch the feels. Yeah, and, like, and I so I pulled back. With, I try and talk to them before and kind of get a gauge for, like, are you trying to make a career out of this? Because if you are, then this will be great. I'll be able to teach you a lot. We'll become great friends. If you think this is a first date, I think you're getting the wrong impression. Like, we are having sex, but I'm I'm not in love with you yeah and you're like done have you ever filmed with somebody who's become a little too clingy after um no i i will just have some them i kind of can tell the impression that i'm like they want to like do more which i sometimes will like i will go to dinner usually after when i film somebody unless i get the impression that they feel like it's a date and then i won't because i don't want to lead somebody on yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, well, let's start our topic based on that then. Um, as usual, our show is brought to you by Cybersocket.com, the ultimate resource for gay erotica, and of course, Bear World Magazine, all your bear stuff at bearworldmagazine.com. Okay, girl, do you want to do you want to uh, throw out a, a hot topic and let's get to it? What did I send you for my topics? So, well, number one, who's buzzing around? And I hate the oh, fact yeah. that we're talking about him, but um, I think some important stuff has happened. Obviously, Kanye West. Do you kind of want to talk about what's been going on with him? I mean, I'm I'm glad to say I can. My, the timing for when my Adidas shoes and Adidas socks. <laughs> I ordered eight different pair of Adidas. socks. This is before all this happened, by the way. Eight different pairs because like they're the kind of socks I wear. And then I ordered brand new shoes, and they all arrived right as he literally went on his most recent rant. And I was like, God damn it, I can't wear these. I'm, I'm so happy that Adidas dropped him because um, people were a little bit worried if they were going to or not. I I assumed they were going to. I know people wanted them to respond instantly, but you have to realize like the deal with Balenciaga was just a collaboration of doing a project. That's easy to terminate instantly. Adidas, there was already physical plans for physical stores. There was like a lot of things that like, legally it's hard to just instantly end things 100 percent. the contracts are already signed and for our audience that doesn't know uh kanye west came out and said some pretty disparaging things about the jewish community which some uh some people really took to heart and there were signs saying kanye was right you know mm -hmm. inciting violence towards jews um and so adidas actually so somebody put it out there and let this leak uh, literally because of contracts that were signed and inventory that was already purchased, um, they're losing $250 million from getting rid of Kanye. But to your point, everybody was tagging Adidas saying, why are they the last ones to kind of pull out? You know, you can't put a cost on anti-Semitism and violence towards a minority group. But it did cost them $250. And now they're pulling his Yeezy shoes uh, off of all of the shelves. Well, yeah, too. And then um, Gap which had really bad timing on the day that like he, he said that gap sent out a mass email being like now on sale easy. And everybody's like, Oh my God, your timing <laughs> not be worse. Which sucks. And you know, marketing, they have the email campaign scheduled like it's weeks been made in advance. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, there's all these ugly shoes that are going to end up like in the dumpster. They should at least donate them to like homeless people, whatever. And gap needed, needed a boost. I mean, I didn't think gap was still around even. I mean, the one positive that I'm trying, and I'm trying to focus on positive, is that yeah. I am noticing people most recently, like, I saw a lot of people say, like, let's go shopping together at Adidas today. 
And I saw some people would be like, let's go to Gap today. We haven't been there in years. I'm hoping at least that like there's a positive for their companies just so that they're encouraged to be like, hey, let's work with people that aren't shitty. Because look, we need profit too from being good. 100%. And what I've seen, you know, how everybody was just posting that same uh, meme that somebody made up real fast that says, you know, I stand with the Jewish community. It's like, we can post that all day. But it's really when it comes to action. So I love to see other minority groups that were, yes, posting that. But to your point, they were actually showing what they're going to do about it to support it. Like even going to shopping to Adidas and posting, hey, this is how we support people that support nonviolence. I saw more crossover between minority groups with this whole situation. I saw more celebrities that have often been silent kind of come out. Um, well, because the, I think the biggest thing about the difference between his and some other celebrities that have said things that are offensive or racist, most people, when they say things, it's very like the message or a certain word. His was literally saying, I want to go DEFCON. Like, you literally said, I want violence. And and there, and for the biggest Kanye West fan out there, there's no way you can spin that to be like, oh, well, he meant this or that. Like, you can't spin it for once. And usually they've been able to spin it. This is the first time where they're like, shit, I don't know how to. And then the fact that he doubled down and he goes, I can say anti-Semitic shit and Adidas won't drop me. Adidas won't drop me. And then Adidas dropped him. Well, and it, his lawyers dropped him, his PR, uh, CAA, uh, yeah. which we know, you know, they're always going to make up. And like everybody has has backed off this. Now, so just to add a different facet of it, somebody said, you know, we know that he suffers from mental illness. So this is his mental illness that's coming out. Um, yeah. So that's one part of it is like, you know, we should be trying to address his mental illness and trying to get him help. The other aspect of it is, um, now I forgot what, what I was going to say. I, but, I'm, but, I'm so annoyed though with people, um, his fans, I won't say people because most people don't say this anymore. His fans saying, oh, it's his mental illness. It's his mental illness. That's like saying, well, this serial killer over here beheaded a bunch of people and ate their bodies his mental illness guys he has a mental illness we should still put him in jail first and then discuss his mental illness just like with kanye he needs to be put under i mean look what britney had to go through and her mental illness is nowhere as much as kanye's so 100 percent, and they're saying here's the difference between uh, a, a female going through mental illness yeah. you know it's like oh we strip her of her you know of her whatever but when a man does it we're just like oh there's that crazy guy again but how is his action how is what he his statements how is that not actionable isn't it considered hate speech isn't it considered a hate crime that's i mean, I mean that's so that's why like he got deleted off of twitter and instagram because yeah. it is it's inciting violence um as far as the law goes it's not you have to have an you have to have say an action plan so just saying like like i'm i'm about to do that is too vague oh it's just it's just like how you can say like i'm going to kill somebody but if you don't say how when or where it's not enough of an action now let's say some group out there did physical violence to uh you know so, to, to the to the jewish community and said i did the i do this in kanye's name so he can't go to jail, but he can be sued. Okay. So he, he, yeah, he can be held legally, which most likely will probably happen because he's also somebody who has enough money that a lawyer will be like, you're worth going after. 
Oh, 100%. Well, and now he's not a billionaire anymore. I mean, he's still, you know, he'll and be that, fine. But that's the scary thing is like, he's still more than enough financially enough safe. And what he's trying to do too is, I don't know if you know that he is next month opening up his school for children. What? So it's called the Donda Academy. It's a school where parents send their kids to be for the kids to be educated. You have to send an, an NDA. So you're not allowed to tell anybody what you see or hear. And it literally, he said, it's a school to train children to be the people that he thinks should be in the world. Oh my God. Like a little Nazi school. It's a, it's a cult. Okay. And, so, but how, but here's the thing, how are they going to get accredited? So a kid going to this school, it's not, it's, not accredited. Feel... it's not accredited. So these kids are going to like finish school and not be able to go to college or. That's what a cult is. Girl. So then on top of it, he also is trying to launch what's called a ecosystem, which he wants to launch communities across the um, like country that are self-sustaining <laughs> communities that are all for his beliefs. A cult. <laughs> so what we know, we know the success that Hitler had. Kanye doesn't have that kind of fan base or loyalty, right? Or do you think there's people actually he, he out does. there that would participate in this? He does. And that's what's scary is that it's growing. It's growing fast. Um, the GOP, I think it was like a few weeks ago, even tweeted out about Kanye about the possibility of him being involved in politics more. Come Kanye on. is now wearing his 2024 hat because he's going to run again for president. I, he's he has a dangerous enough following that's very loyal. It's exactly like Trump, but more because he has a whole entire brand that's better than Trump. Like you know, he has he has the fashion, he has the music, he has the lifestyle. That's literally like church. And well, hundred so percent. And when you create that community, it's very easy for people that are feeling like like a young teenager who already feels very disassociated from his own life feels like he doesn't have a community. If he discovers Kanye West and sees, well, he has a community, and they're all together, I'm going to go toward that. And that's how cults grow. That's how like the you know, Nazi Party grows. Is that you get these people that are lost and confused and then you control them so and to your point 100 percent, the youth is responding to pop culture they're not responding to messages of you know political action or whatever they're not like oh but they're gonna respond to something more on their pop culture level which is the sad state okay so i have another aspect of this for you somebody was saying all of his music should be deleted from all of the platforms what's your thought of see so okay so where's the, re the, the, reason why I, I, the reason why I don't agree with deleting all of his music off the platforms is because at that point, it's such a slippery slope. Because, for example, okay, Dr. Luke, he is accused, and I personally believe he did, assault Kesha. So then some would say, well, why isn't all of his music taken off of Spotify? Then you'd say, okay, Michael Jackson, why is his music on Spotify? Then he wrote his name down. Then you say, like, there's so many people that <sighs> it's hard because I get why they are saying that. I think it should just be one of those things like he's, you would say, okay, he's no longer going to be on our recommended list. So you know how Spotify has, like, the list yeah. that they automatically suggest, which goes to your Discover Weekly or this top playlist. They can say we're removing him from playlists, but he's still there if you want to go see it. 
And I think that's the best, the best option you can do because like I said, it's a slippery slope because there's so many nuances for what is considered bad or not bad enough that like it's gonna be too hard to please everybody. So I get it. I don't know. I mean, this this is pretty violent uh you know, statements. You know, and some of the other cases where there's like sexual abuse or domestic abuse, it is, you know, it's it's uh it's it's awful, but it's also a contained experience where this is inciting people towards taking up arms against a whole community, a community that's already been through this. I guess I would say it's not, it wouldn't make sense for the things that you say off of the platform to affect the music that's on the platform. I would say if he then released an album that is literally a, about okay. that, then I could see them being like, okay, we're not going to publish this album. That's different. Because then it is on their platform, then it then it is showing them supported. Just saying the human being wouldn't really work. All right. Well, that's our discussion about Kanye West. <laughs> oh, here's another thing, just, just to add to it. So uh members of the black community are saying, you know, he's been inciting violence and he's been putting down the black community for for years now, but nobody has said boo. And now that he's going after the Jewish community, now all of a sudden it's an actionable um you know kind of censorship and and cancel culture and they're like why has nobody st stood up for us before when he was attacking his own community i mean we have we've all been saying Kanye is awful for years right but he didn't lose any contracts with clothing or fashion you know it, like none of that happened i mean that's because if you also look at it his biggest um supporter of his products aren't the black community it's literally white male teenagers. So that's why he didn't lose any, any of it, because that's not his customer. Mm -hmm. All right. So next topic, you you wrote this one down, and I find this very interesting because it's definitely affecting my life. <laughs> you put drinking is uncool. So tell us a little bit about that. And, so there, uh, there was like a, um, a Vice uh, article that came out recently, and it's been a new study that alcohol has been on the decline for a while since the pandemic, so much so that it, it now in culture is considered it's not cool. Like That's why you don't hear songs about it. You don't hear about club songs being like, let's get fucked up, another shot, another shot. The largest actual sales now are actually for faux alcohol, like the fake wines, the fake champagnes. And it's actually, I think it's a great thing that people are getting are basically realizing that how damaging alcohol is to your mental health, to your body, to relationships, and that it really was just a marketing scam that we've been pushed for so many decades. Well, and I will I will tell you, I think COVID had a lot to do with that because a lot of people overdrank and yeah. it came out as like, it's not cute. People can't afford it now. I mean, if you go out in West Hollywood, the amount uh, that the bars are charging for a drink is so dumb. Um, and so if you go out for a night, it's at least four or $500, you know, if you're going to like really do but, it. But that's also because alcohol sales are down for bars. 100%. Yeah. And it's not cute anymore to see somebody like falling down, you know, dead ass drunk or acting like a fool falling off a table. It's just not cute anymore. Now, do you think it's because we have so many more important issues that it just looks, it's so in contrast to what the nation's going through right now? No, I think it has to deal with, I, I think there are positives for things that are happening with the human collective. I think people are starting to discover that like, you know, it's not making me happy. It's making me 
depressed. And, you know, I think we've always like talked about mental health for so long that finally people were like, wait, maybe this is actually what's making me X, Y, and Z. Maybe this is why I got in a fight with one of my friends. And it wasn't because I actually was mad at them. Um, this also could be because, you know, we're having things like, um, you know, marijuana is becoming more legal. There's starting to be studies about the safety of um, mushrooms. And I think people are switching toward things like that. Because, you know, humans are still going to always look for something to relax. Yeah. But I, I think... And escape. I, would, I wouldn't say let's escape. Because I think escape tends to be very much running away from your problems. I think people are starting to get a little bit better about less running away of it and more sit with it and find ways to enjoy it. Well, and like to your point, I think it's because we are talking about mental health. You know, my whole brand on my own show is on the rock. So it's drinking and, you know, it's drinking with celebrities. I cannot tell you since COVID how many sober episodes we've had because LGBTQ celebrities are now being open saying, you know what, I'm sober. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. Um, and I'm okay to say it. Whereas before it was kind of like a hidden, it's like, they don't drink. And they were kind of shunned. They weren't invited places. But it's well, like, I, people... I, I just recently, um, I did a bartending video with James Mansfield for her YouTube yeah. channel. And we made a cocktail and we definitely read the directions wrong and accidentally made it as a shot, forgot the mixer and made it like three times the amount. Um, and it was not intentional. It was just, we did not read the directions. We kept talking. Sounds like my drink. And so, like, we drink it because you have to drink it to see what it tastes like on the video. Yeah. And since I don't drink, I got drunk off of it right away. And then an instant hangover. And for the next three days, my anxiety was through the roof. Yeah. And I realized, I was like, whoa. I I never realized how much of my anxiety was literally connected from the spike of alcohol, the withdrawal from it. And it, it's just fascinating to me that, like, it was such a part of my life and so many moments of where things were so heavy, emotional, and just awful. I look back and I'm like, you know, if you weren't drinking, you wouldn't have really felt that sad. You really wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, guilty, you know, with all my events and with my brand being drinking, you know, it's just assumed I'm going to go out and party and drink and drink and drink. But I've noticed, number one, my hangovers are getting really bad. Plus, it's just not cute to wake up and not know where your wallet is, where your debit card is, what you said to somebody, reading the text that you send the next morning. And so what I've noticed now is I've cut it down to, you know, one night a week is where I'll actually drink and the rest, like I'm faux drinking or whatever, because it's just nobody has time for it anymore. And it's just not cute. And so I watched a segment on 60 Minutes, and this was a whole thing about Japan. In uh, Japan, the hottest thing right now are what you said are those mocktail bars. So it's mock wine, mock beer, mocktails. And now those are the hotspots that are filled with the youth and all of this. And so the government has put campaigns together promoting alcohol. And it looks like the 1960s cigarette campaigns where everybody has a cigarette and it's cool. It's so weird. It's a government funded campaign to get people to go back to drinking because they're a huge part of their economy is failing because they're not getting the tax from the alcohol. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that also goes back to what I was saying about alcohol was pushed literally just because of companies. Yeah. Not because it actually is good for you. Like, just like how those old studies used to always say a glass of wine at night is good because of antioxidants. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
the actual number for what your body can handle a week is one to two glasses of like say a wine a week and when i say that number i'm saying that loudly because most people think like oh like one to two glasses no not two glasses of vodka a night not two glasses of vodka a weekend it's one to two of something like wine which even then the amount of getting from antioxidants you can get that <laughs> you can get that from just eating fruit <laughs> well and i have to say i have never ever saved a bottle of wine like i've never put half a bottle of wine in the refrigerator or anything that's just that's just my thing but that's just funny how times are changing but i do have to say from my personal experience with people um in the lgbtq nightlife i have seen drug use go through the roof people that never did drugs before are now casually doing them and i'm talking all kinds of drugs and that has become a big shock i went to an old guy's birthday party and they were passing around coke like it was like an hors d'oeuvre and I've seen this more and more that people are not even hiding their drug habits. They're just doing it out at the bar, out of the yeah. dance floor. And I, I think that's also why, like, I, I've just stopped really going to most even any gay social functions, at, even at, like, a friend's party. Yeah. Just because people will, t will turn things that I'm like, why were you doing drugs here into drugs? Like, you know, I, there was um, people were doing pumpkin carving pumpkins, like, at, at parties. Yeah. Which is like, you know, it's you know, early afternoon, everybody gets together, you have like seasonal, like, you know, their cider and things like that. And then I see people doing like doses and like you said, passing drugs around. And I'm like, we're carving pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why do we need to be high? Why can't you? And this is my issue with the gay people is like, I'm not against drugs, but I'm against somebody that is not capable of being in a moment. Yeah. Because then I'm like, then you have a deeper issue. Yeah. Like if you just want to enjoy drugs, cause like you want to go to a great concert or like it is a special event or something. Okay. But if you literally need it to just survive carving pumpkins with your friends. <laughs> so Teddy, I went on a date last week and I was like, Oh, should we order, you know, a bottle of wine for the table or whatever? And he said, Oh, I'm, I'm on G right now. So I shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> I was in total shock, like in shock. Number one, who says it like that? Number two, he seemed perfectly normal. And I was like, this this guy's on G and there's no telltale signs, but like the fact that he needed G to go on a date. I, yeah, I, I am seeing um, G growing the most. Yes, which it's, it's always It's always been in the gay community, but it used to only be with the big muscle circuit guys. 100%. And now I'm just noticing everybody's like, oh, I'm on G right now, you know. Shopping at Bath and Body Works. Yeah, I was going like, to say, or at Pavilions. <laughs> you're like, you really need a dose just to do your laundry? Uh, okay, so I have a hot topic. Um, you know, I get press releases and World of Wonders sent out. Here's our drag race schedule for 2023. There's going to be 20 iterations of drag race going on between All-Stars, the regular season, UK, yeah. Germany, Venezuela, Spain, blah, blah, blah. Got money. And then that's not even the spinoff shows that World of Wonder is doing, like Vanjie, uh, you know, go shopping or whatever. There's all these things. And I'm just like, yes, Drag Race has really changed the way people are viewing the LGBTQ community. It's gotten us a voice in mainstream network. But like how much is too much? Who, 
like, you know, that's too used, much drag race. I used to always say that. And I used to be like one of those like bitter queens who would always be like, oh, another iteration. And I think maybe just given like the polit- political spectrum about how we're just watching like us be attacked so much again. And I really think there's a good chance we probably will lose the right to marriage again. I'm at this point where I'm like, anything possibly gay or queer, I support. You know, 20,000 seasons of different drag races at the same time, great. That means there's girls that can get booked for gigs and drag across the whole entire planet. I'm fine if it, like, am I going to watch every one? No. Does it affect me if there's 20 on at the same time? No. Because there's 20 other crappy straight shows that are existing at the same time. No, I and I, I totally understand that aspect of it. But my thing is, you know, whenever there's too much of a thing, it implodes. Like like DC movies, they just imploded. There was too much. Even, you know, the Marvel movers, movies now, there's unsuccessful ones because it was too much too soon. And so my fear is that it's going to, number one, the talent of the culture is like, we just need to cast people at this point. The talent, the skill, everything's going to go down. I'm afraid that this whole thing's going to implode and people are going to be so all over drag queens that we're not going to see a drag show, you know, forever. Because even in real life, there's like five drag shows every single day. And also, uh, I want to say, like, how much money is World of Wonder giving back to the LGBTQ community in terms of nonprofit? How much are the queens? How much is RuPaul? How much are the judges? Like, somebody's I mean, making a shit ton of money, and I think it's about the money. Well, I, it's not a question. It is about the money. And I'm I'm sure they're probably not paying as much as they should. That's that's more of an issue, I would say, the company and less the existence of just drag shows. You know, because because the demand for it is not going away. It's growing. And everything on those, you keep going until, until the demand stops and then you pull back. So if the fact that they're creating like 20 in one year, they're, they're not stupid. That means there's a demand for that amount. And that's what drag shows are now becoming is they're becoming niche markets to every single market. So that's why, yes, there's 20 different shows. They're not expecting you to watch all 20 shows. What they're expecting is in California, this show does well. In Canada, this show does well. In Portugal, this show does well. And if all those shows are doing well at the same time, you're just ranking in so much money. And plus, spreading yourself out like that means every single drag queen in every single continent is going to promote your show and your network. So then you're literally having your company be advertised across the world every single day. I always say, if you want a, if you want a quick marketing bump to whatever service you have, hire a drag queen or a porn star because they have the highest social media interaction that's constant. But what I don't like, and you even said it, it's, I'm an old bitter queen if I don't like Drag Race. If I said Bros was a terrible movie, that means I'm a terrible gay. It's like, well, are we not having quality control? Are we just so happy to have gay content out there that we just don't care? And if you dare say that it's not good, then you're a bad gay? Well, one, I actually, I really liked Bros. And I don't I don't like rom-coms. Um, but two, I've, I've changed my opinion recently of that, like, I do just want to support gay content even if it's not quote unquote good, I just, it needs to exist there. It needs to be that it's so supportive that good content can start to come out because like, I don't want the pressure for a movie like bros 
to be that it has to be perfect. Because would you say every Judd Apatow rom-com is perfect? Well, see, that's exactly it. It's like, well, you know, number one, rom-coms are never masterpieces. Not one rom-com is like a masterpiece. They're all pretty shitty. (laughs) Um, And that's what what I'm saying is like, I, I don't want there to be pressure for gay content. I want it to be that it literally can be bad, can be good, and can be great. Instead of being, why aren't you perfect? Oh, we should never fund another movie again. Like... I mean, even like even back with like Bros, like one, it was released during a bad time. It should not have been released in October. People because... are not going to movies anyway, regardless of gay. Wh- oh, no, if, you know, if they're going to a movie, they're going to see a horror film. It's October. You're not going to see a romantic. Like I don't know why it wasn't released during Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, for families to go see. Yeah, like that would have been you go home and visit your family, and your family is you know they're they're becoming more supportive now, so you take them to go see this movie, like. It may have just not been their choice of why they're allowed to release. I just, I think it was, and I also think it was was marketed poorly. It should have been marketed as being funny and not been marketed as being romantic. Or so, well, see, and there's two thoughts, or so aggressive. So, I mean, they spent millions and millions in marketing. I mean, we looked, every commercial was for bros. Every pop-up was for bros. But it's like, in your face, it's like, we're not going to be apologetic for being a rom-com, which I think kind of cut their audience down. And then there was this anger that Billy had, was saying, well, the straights didn't come out and support us. In talking about bros, no matter if Paramount or Warner Brothers or whoever produced it, it was still not a mainstream film. It's still a gay niche film. Which is also, I, I remember when he said that, I, I mad I was like, so why, it should have just not been marketed for straight people. And that's why I almost didn't see it, is because I thought it was being for straight people. Then when I saw the film, I was like, oh, this is actually for gay people. All the jokes are things that only we're going to get. It should have been advertised for that. I, and I think, think- I think they were hoping to get the straight girl income and they should have just focused more niche and been like, no, we're going to focus on the gay people. And they should have made like more jokes about like how you guys are all dead inside and you hate rom-coms because you hate yourself. That would have made more people come out and been like, you know what? You're right. All right. Yeah. You know what? That would have been a smart, like the rom-coms you hate that you're going to love. You you know what I mean? That's great. But I think it should have gone streaming. They should have charged $5.99 and they would have made so much more money by doing that because I, I would have bought it. But here's the thing. It's like they got angry. In one hand, they're saying we're not going to be uh, unapologetic that we're going to have we're going to talk about threesomes and we're going to have poppers and we're going to talk about sex. And then on the other hand, they expect the mainstream to just open uh, just greet it with open arms. You're too young. But when Inside Out, which is a movie that just celebrated like 20 years, Paul Rudnick wrote it. Kevin Klein and Tom Selleck were the leads, and it featured the first ever um, A-lister movie where two guys kissed. That movie sold out week after week. I saw it in Orange County as a young kid in super conservative Orange County. The theater was full. I watched it between my mom and my grandma. And when the two guys kissed, which was Kevin Klein and Tom Selleck, the whole audience clapped and cheered, whatever. Let me ask you this, though. Is the movie, is it the plot about gay suffering? No, it was about the guy, uh, Kevin Klein, was going to come out, or no, he, he was going to get married, and his wife was Joan Cusack, whatever, and it was about the whole wedding, and it was about him being a theater teacher, and he, little by little, had gay feelings, got a crush on Tom Selleck, kissed him, then realized he's gay, calls off the wedding, and then the media gets involved because the character Tom Selleck was a celebrity, 
Um, and so it, it was it was a comedy about coming out. Debbie Reynolds was in it. Joan Cusack was in it. I mean, it was a funny, funny movie. I just, I, I think, like I said, I think it was just also really bad timing. Like yeah, nobody, well, gets, nobody goes to see a rom-com in October. If this had been February, I think it would have been a better, a different discussion. I think well, you would have put more couples go out to see it. Well, and no offense to Billy Eichner, who has done, you know, he's a trailblazer when you just have to say that. He's not the most likable person. And, you know, they didn't want to cast any A-list straight people. But I think that kind of hurt the film, too. There was nobody, there was not one person that people were like, oh, I'm going to go see that that movie. You know? Maybe for straight people, but, like, for me, I mean, it had T.S. Madison. Like, I love Billy Eichner because, like, I always watch this Billy on the Street. It had a fucking a cameo by Deborah Messing. I don't know if that's a sell, girl. <laughs> now, I have to ask you, why do you like Billy Eichner and you can't stand my voice? <laughs> so this kind of conversation goes into another hot topic. Um, I have been traveling for events with some porn stars and certain porn stars like to dress provocatively, even on a plane, at IHOP or whatever. It's not appropriate and, on a plane. Okay, so here, here's the hot topic because I said something. Um... It's like, should we ever limit our actions or our clothing around families or straight people? Because if we don't, does it hurt our cause where people are like, wow, that gay is aggressive? I mean, there, there, there's one porn star who I've, I've seen post before that he was at LAX in a crop top and a booty short that literally like his balls are about to fall out. And it says like, fuck me on the back of the short. Literally, I think it actually did. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's a couple things about that. One, you know... I'm not saying you have to dress up in a suit when you're in the airport, but like still dress up and look a little nice. Yeah. And that's not dressing up. That's dressing on purpose to get a reaction and then to get mad that you got a reaction. Okay. So here's the other side of that, because I did say something. I said, you know, I think that's a little inappropriate. And this person said, you know, we fought for our rights. We have fought to have a voice. Why am I going to limit who I am and what I enjoy to wear based on some straight person? Haven't we done that enough? Why should I have to curtail it? And it even went, so the discussion we had also went into when two guys are aggressively making out and there's kids there. I mean, I just, I don't know how, I I rarely ever see that happen. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think it's tacky and not from a gay standpoint. I also, if I saw a street girl dressed like that. But we do. In the airport. We do see, I mean, I'm sorry to say it, we see it on Instagram, on accounts that are not banned or blocked or anything. We see women with everything hanging out. They're wearing a G-string. I've seen them at restaurants, at the museum, at the movies, at the airport, and they're dressed in little booty shorts or tight-fitting whatever, cleavage hanging, boobs hanging out, and somehow that's okay. But when a guy does it, it's like, oh. And I, But I will say this. like, I do think it's sad that it can equal being dangerous for yourself by dressing like that. Like, 100%. For example, when I travel, I love packing my um, bear t-shirt, the one that has like the rainbow of bears. Yeah. But w- on an airplane, I've stopped wearing it because in my head, I'm like, I've noticed some looks and depending on where you're traveling, especially like in the Midwest, it's dangerous. And and that makes me sad when I think about that. Like, where I'm like, wow, just having a happy rainbow is dangerous. But so we're curtailing that we became we become less of trailblazers to be like, yeah, it might be dangerous, but I'm making a statement because this is my lifestyle and I'm not going to hide it 
no matter where I'm at. And then the more people see that, the more they are like, well, can't really attack that. Like if we just wore those shirts in LA, how are we going to progress our voice? There's different ways of being a trailblazer. Not everybody wants to do it the same way. You know, maybe I don't want to do it in my fashion. And it's not how I'm going to do. Like, it's just, sometimes I just don't want to deal with the looks and whispers. Like, that's why, for example, like I was in Vegas recently to film and on the airplane. And when I walk in public, I um, started wearing like short sleeves. I used to wear a tank top. And I just had so many strangers walk by and comment and literally whisper, be like, that's disgusting because of how hairy I was. That it just reached a point where I'm like, I'm just tired. Like, I know your town. I know your town's gross. And it's going to, a lot of you are going to say these negative things. It's just not worth the battle. And you pick and choose your battles. That I agree with. I just, you know, it's, it's kind of a slippery slope because then we're censoring everything. And it's like. No, I'm, I'm talking about myself, though. I'm not talking about others. No, but true. But like sticking up for hairy people and like your whole brand is like, I'm not going to shave for anybody. But then you are dressing for in, in certain ways. Because like I said, you pick and choose your battles and not every day I want to have a battle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, speaking about that, you've been in the news lately, sir. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I, I was in uh, Daily Mail, UK. New I York saw po- that. New York Post. And I also just gave an interview uh, yesterday to Business Insider magazine. Okay, so I have to know about this because I actually saw the Daily UK because I subscribe to them because I get a lot of news from them for my other stuff. And I saw the story there before I saw you share. I'm like, holy shit, how did that happen? And and what's the, um, you know, I know what the allure is, but like this is mainstream stuff. What What's the focus of the story? Um, so I... So one of my videos on TikTok went viral. It's at 15 million views, 100,000 shares. And a UK British um, news agency picked it up and wanted to buy the rights to the TikTok video and then also do an interview. And then when they do an interview, they then sell the story to other news agencies to pick up and for them to write their own piece on it. And so that's how it's gotten picked up. It's been shared. It's been now shared in like Holland and like different countries different magazines what's the tiktok video what are you doing in it uh it's me blow drying my chest hair and like aretha franklin is playing in the background (laughs) um and so what do you think the fast like what what are some of the questions that that everybody's asking well the funniest one too is on it like they asked me you know how quick does your hair grow back and i said i was like if i were to shave it's already growing back in um like three hours that, that was like a headline on one of the stories, too. Well, so they twist the words to man shaves off his body hair and all of it grows back in three hours. That's the headline I saw. I was like, real life werewolf. <laughs> and I, to me, I found that hilarious. I love that they misrepresented my words. I love that they posted something that's not scientifically true. Because I love the comments. I'll watch people, people, people get angry over it. Yeah. Like, it's the it's Daily like- Mail. Like, you, you should not be taking this seriously. I got so tickled by comments on on all of the stories because people are like really getting aggressive and upset. It's like, what does it matter to you in your life? Like, if you don't like a hairy person, then don't be hairy. If you don't want to shave, then don't shave. But it's really become like, why are people taking arms against the situation? And then some people were like, I can't believe you were featured in the Daily Mail. That that they're they're transphobic, this phobic. I'm like, I 
didn't even know what I got featured in. I woke up and saw I was in it. <laughs> and hey, I think it's great because look at all of the uh, you know opportunity to share your brand and to share your story. And people are going to your site. They're seeing what you're about. I mean, this is this is what we want. And the best thing I learned from it is I now will always refer to myself in interviews as Mr. Teddy Bear because it actually makes me come up in Google's SEO. So when you type uh, well, in, when you type in Teddy Bear, Teddy you Bear, get like Build a Bear. <laughs> yes. Finally, if you type in Mr. Teddy Bear, I actually come up where I'm like, I finally cracked the code of how to. So actually... is it is it MR or is it M I S T? It's MR. It's just like my Instagram. So then yeah, it all okay. makes sense. All right. So audience, if you're hashtagging Teddy Bear, put, put the Mr. on that and I'll, I'll let CyberSocket know. All right, girl, you and I have Key West. Uh, we have Bear Week Key West coming up. Mm -hmm. We have a pool party and then uh, we have the Mr. Bear Key West pageant, yes. uh, which you are a guest judge of, which will be fun. You, you know, you just I'm not sure we're allowed to talk, but you've been a judge recently for something that you filmed. Again, yeah, we, can talk, we, can talk, we know, or they already know about that. I'm, I'm a judge um, on Go Go for the Gold. So I'm used to judging people in a, in a nice way. Um, but I also don't know how the judging goes for this because I also don't really know what they're going to do besides just be a bear. Yeah, I think there's like clothing. I think there's like an interview section, whatever. Um, and I'm one of the MCs, so that'll be interesting. So, you know, I'm not like really big part of the bear culture. So what should I expect from this week? Because everything's bear. Every event is bear, 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 bear. I mean, if you can try and wear like something like a leather accessory, but if you have it, I think I have a leather matrix top coat. <laughs> honestly, just wear anything that has like a bear on it and they'll be happy. Well, I'm gonna have to go to your website and and, and buy some stuff. <laughs> yeah, just wear something with the word bear and they'll love it. That's all you need. <laughs> um, now, you don't usually hook up when you go to like these these events or do you like for um, if, fun? If I'm, if I'm if I have somebody that I can film with in town that's scheduled. Yeah. But, but you never like hook up for fun? No, if people at an event, that's not usually smart and that usually can be dangerous. Um, so no, I tend to just usually hook up with friends. I don't think you should always hook up with strangers. Again, that is dangerous. Yeah, well, especially with everything. There's like every day there's like a new variant or new something. <laughs> um... Well, I think that that's enough um, hot topics. So, uh, uh, yeah. So for everybody, catch us in Key West uh, for Bear Bear Week. Uh, and you can get all the information at bearworldmagazine.com. Oh, here's one final hot topic. So this came up in a conversation. It also came up on Grindr. Um, and I know we've kind of talked about it, but it's like, is it okay to say, you know what? I, I don't like to date or I don't like to have sex with fat people. And not to say like, not somebody being aggressive, like no fats. But saying, hey, your body type is not something that I'm really attracted to. What's wrong in saying that to someone? I mean, you could also just say nothing and just not talk to somebody. Okay, but here's the thing. If somebody is aggressively pursuing you and they are a certain body type and you're like, you know, I, I don't date overweight people. I have like a health minded life. You just don't and, respond. You just don't respond to the message. And you just block them. You just don't open the message. What if it's in real life and you're at a bar and somebody keeps buying you a drink and keeps hitting on you and... Well, if somebody's in a bar and keeps hitting on you and you don't want to do it, there's consent and you don't have to do it. It doesn't matter their body shape or anything. 
you can just politely say no thank you and if a person keeps pursuing and pushing you to say x y and z you still don't have to say because your body you can literally just say i told you no and you need to respect that if you don't you're not respecting my consent but what's wrong in sharing what you're into like like i said before if i order a hamburger if there's an onion on it i'm not going to eat that hamburger i don't care what it's like i, I mean, can say i don't like onions I mean, you can if you want to. That's that's your choice. I just personally don't ever want to say a word to somebody that's going to sit through their head for the rest of their life in a negative way. Girl, you're like the most positive, optimistic person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't be more different. <laughs> I'm trying to inspire you. <laughs> this next week will be interesting because I think we have like a pool party we have to host. There's going to be happy hours and all of that. So. Hopefully good weather. Yeah, oh, the weather will be amazing. And we don't have to share a plane, so we're not going to have a fight over whether to keep the window shade open or closed, open or closed. Very true. So on the last flight I did, they said, can you please uh, raise your your uh, blinds or the shade for takeoff and um, and and landing, which was funny. I was like, uh-huh. Why? I don't know. Some people, I don't know. But they they said, yeah. And people were going because it was an early flight. Maybe they needed the heat. That's very odd. Yeah, it is odd. But I thought, that's interesting because, you know, I'll have it open. I don't care what. I literally will stare out the window the whole time. It's like, I paid for this window. I'm going to use every minute of that window. I will look (laughs) at that baggage before it. (laughs) Enjoy that view. Anyway, I always love uh, talking to Hot Topics with you because, like, you bring a whole different energy and a whole different light. Um, And, you know, so... And we listen to the email. So you can email us at bearwithusgirl at gmail.com. And that's G-U-R-R-R-L. Because um, a lot of these hot topics came from you. Uh, Teddy, Mr. Teddy Bear, do you want to tell people where you want them to find and follow you? Yes, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Mr. Teddy Bear Gur. And I'm Alexander. You can find me at Alexander is on air. And uh, in the next month, we're going to be back in the studio Uh, We have a bunch of people to chat with, so we have some interesting hot topics coming up. And then we're going to give you our report on on Key West. Girl, I hope you're ready. Bye. Bye. See you soon. That has been another episode of Bear With Us, Girl, presented by Bear World Magazine and Cybersocket.com. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, rate, all the love and support you can give, guys. Questions, comments, and suggestions? Email us at bearwithusgirl, three R's, at gmail.com. Until next time, embrace the fur. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.